0: Hi, I'm Toot.
1: I'm Zoe. And I'm Owen. And together we are the, the Three Anatomigos. Anatomigos.
0: Welcome back to another episode where today we will be discussing one of the coolest systems of the body the skeletal system.
1: Hey Zay, where did this
0: skeleton go to prison? I don't know, where? His rib cage. Okay now, that the bad jokes are out of the way, let's start talking about the skeletal system.
2: The human skeleton is the internal framework of the human body.
1: The skeletal system has a large amount of functions including providing shape and support, allowing us to move, protecting our organs, and producing blood cells.
0: Don't forget that bones also store material for future use.
1: The skeletal system must be important with all those different functions. Yes, sir. Eh? the skeletal system is essential in allowing us to live the way we do. Before we dive any deeper, let's hear about this episode's sponsor.
0: This episode is, brought, is sponsored by Turner's Milk. Turner's Dairy Farm, which is made and produced in Penn Hills, Pennsylvania, provides rich nutrients and a great source of calcium. Turner's Milk can be purchased in any store located in the Pittsburgh area.
2: Speaking of calcium calcium is one of the main components of bones
1: calcium which can only be attained by the foods and beverages we consume helps build and protect our bones along with giving them the proper minerals so that our bones can stay healthy
0: along with milk calcium can be found in items like cheese yogurt dark leafy greens and some seafood
2: another main component of keeping your skeletal system strong and supportive is vitamin d Vitamin D can allow you to
1: absorb, absorb that calcium you are eating into the body.
0: So where exactly can you get vitamin D?
2: Well, Chooch, you can find vitamin D in foods like salmon, egg yolks, and milk, too.
0: Sounds like maybe I need to start getting more vitamin D in my diet.
1: You definitely should, Chooch. Vitamin D is an essential for a balanced and healthy diet. I think it's time for us to hear from the callers at home. Ring, ring. Hello caller number one, how are you today?
2: I'm having a great day, thank you. My question has to do with something Owen said earlier. I was wondering if you could explain the process of how bones help produce blood cells.
0: Great question. Inside the center of our bones is a spongy tissue called bone marrow where both white and red marrow blood cells are made. These are are two types of bone marrow, yellow marrow which is made mostly of fat and is found in the hollow center of our long bones and red marrow, which resides in our flat bones and produces blood cells. Your body needs these blood cells to function properly.
1: These red blood cells produced in the bones are responsible for carrying oxygen all throughout our bodies. White blood cells are are also very important as they are a vital part of our body's immune system. They help to fight infections and various diseases.
2: The process by which these blood cells are produced in the red marrow is known as hematopoiesis. Both types of blood cells start as stem cells inside of the marrow. As these stem cells mature, they will eventually either divide to create more stem cells or evolve into blood cells. Okay, thanks so much for answering my question.
1: Of course, and please have a wonderful day. I believe we have one more caller. Oi, anatomigos, I have a question for you.
2: How does the skeletal system work together with our muscles, and how are we able to move? Another excellent question. Our muscles work together with our bones in order to make us move. The skeletal system provides points of attachments for our muscles, which pull on our joints and cause movement.
0: Our joints are the area where two bones meet or connect. Joints are what gives our body flexibility and Without the, them moving, this would not be possible. There are two main types of joints, immovable and movable.
1: Immovable joints are just what they sound like, joints that do not allow movement. A prime example of this is the connection between the bones in our skull. Obviously, we cannot make the bones in our skull move the same way some of our other bones do, like our hands. This is because the joints that are found in the skull are immovable joints.
2: Movable joints also have a self explanatory name, as they are joints that do allow for movement. Movable joints are very common in our bodies, and they also allow us to move in a wide variety of ways. There are four types of movable joints hinge, ball and socket, pivot, and gliding joints. Hinge joints are there, hinge joints that are only able to move in one direction, similar to how a door opens. The best example of this are our knees and elbows. Ball and socket joints allow for the most range of motion. These joints are rounded ends of bones that fit into another bone. This is what allows us to move our arm in a full circle as the shoulder is a great example of a ball and socket joint.
0: Pivot joints are found when a bone rests on top of another, allowing allowing rotating or twisting movements to occur. Pivot joints are what allow us to be able to turn our heads Gliding joints allow for a bone to slide over another and let us bend or flex. They can also allow us to make some limited side to side movements. Gliding joints are found in our knuckles and ankles. These bones are found in movable joints are connected by a very strong connective tissue known as ligaments. These ligaments connect one bone to another.
2: So now we will have a doctor calling in to explain a little bit about dislocations to you. Hey buddy, my name is Dr. Peter. I'm an orthopedic surgeon with UPMC.
1: Welcome to the Three Anatomy Egos, Dr. Peter.
0: Doc, we would like for you to talk a little bit about dislocations today.
2: So a dislocation is when the normal position of a body or other body movement is disturbed. This means that your bone will not have its normal connections in the body.
0: What symptoms will you feel when you dislocate something?
2: The joint will look deformed, even something as small as the indent or the joint. The patient will feel pain until the dislocation put the back in place by someone in the medical field. A dislocation can leave damage to the nerve in the joint and also make it to the ligaments inside your joint, will stretch or tear completely, which could lead to surgery to prepare the joints. That's very interesting. How do you treat such an injury? Well, you start by putting the joint back into the place it should be. Then you will have the patient immobilize your joint with the splint or sling. If this is bad enough, there is damage to the nerves, blood vessels, or ligaments, you will have to have surgery to repair the joint. The surgery is complete. The doctor will still immobilize your joint until it is time to start rehabilitation to get the strength back into the arm.
0: Thank you for the insight, Dr. Peter. We really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come onto the show. Thank you.
2: Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. Well,
1: it looks like that's all, all the time we are going to have for today's episode. We want to thank all of you for tuning in to listen with us today. Signing off, we are...
2: The Three Anatomigos.